With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Gil, what's your favorite app? The Himalaya app. That's right. That's where you find the No Chill podcast. We love the Himalaya app because they love us. All right? They found us. They discovered us. We're already out there, but they knew knew a good thing when they saw (laughs) it. So the Himalaya app is changing the podcast game, taking it over, uh, putting on some new podcasts. And the, few, and the ones you love already. So just go download the Himalaya app, H-I-M-A-L-A-Y-A, in the App Store, Google Play, wherever you get your apps. Uh, and then once you're there, subscribe to the No Chill Podcast. To the No Chill Podcast. Okay. And we'll, we'll take care of the rest. <laughs> we got the rest from there. We'll do the rest. Yeah, we'll do the rest. On this episode of the No Chill Podcast, we jump into the Lakers soap opera. After you sort through the drama, there's a basketball team structure. And we have just the guy who can tell us how to get it right in L.A. GM and Coach Arenas figures things out from the top down. For Gil, it starts in the front office, recognizing the right players to keep, move, and bring in. Then it's the coach, one who knows how to connect to their players, and a guy who can maximize talent. As for those players, of course it starts with LeBron. When you have an all-time great player, you surround him with the right blend of star power, experience, value signings, and complementary pieces. Bottom line... There is help on the horizon, but there's definitely work to be done to get there. It's a No Show Podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts to get episodes when they drop. And if you want to get them a day early, remember you can find us on the Himalaya app. If you haven't already, be sure to subscribe to the No Show channel on YouTube. All right, so on this episode, we got some good news for Lakers fans. We do? Yeah. We got you. Oh. <laughs> uh, Co- Coach Gilbert Arenas, coaching Coach GM Gilbert Arenas is here to fix the Lakers. No, okay. You can't say, like, you, there, there's, there's hope. Like, I don't make decisions. I'm just putting you, on the Laker hat today. Yeah, you could someday. <laughs> Laker hat today just yeah. for this episode. Like, that isn't – I don't want them to think I'm actually part of the organization. Oh, okay. Right? Officially <laughs> not part of the organization, unofficially – here to fix it. Sure. <laughs> Just from like outside perspective. Oh, from an outside yeah. standpoint. Got it. Because I think, you know, that's the funny thing. We're here in LA and you just, if you watch any show, First Take or, you know, uh, Undisputed or whatever, that everyone j- jumps off the bandwagon real quick. Yeah. Like they're over and, you know, LeBron's, it's all, it's done and. Because it's for you know most of those make a mistake. Did he tarnish his legacy? It's for ratings. You know they. You know most of those guys are just. It's for ratings and clicks. You know, half. I mean, half of the stuff is not actual sports. Create and fabricate a story. Yeah. No one wants to play with the Bronx. Yeah. Uh, Guess what? People. That's it. It's just for clicks. Yeah. But then there actually is work to be done. Like this team does need need help. Yeah. Because it's it's there's a lot of question marks, obviously, and I think uh, the way that Magic left, obviously, you know, Luke is gone now too. That these jobs are going to have to get filled, mm-hmm. and it's a matter of who you actually fill it with and who's involved. And I think 
comes down to the brawn, right? Like it's got to be a coach that he vibes with, either he's played with before, or uh, Look, I mean, you know, he you sees know, a he, the guy has a vision. To, to, to be honest, you have to start from the top. You know, you have to start from the top. You you need a general manager first. From a general manager, you need an assistant general manager. And then from there, you pick a coach. Because if you pick the coach first and then the general manager, and the general manager, this is not his coach, you already have bumping of the heads. You know, so you want to start from the top. You know, you get your general manager, get your assistant general manager, and then... Kind of what we saw with Luke. Yeah, because I, I don't think that team had a... What is Polinko? President. President. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Or is he the general manager? Yeah. Okay, so he's the general manager. He didn't have an assistant general manager. So let's pick that up again. So it starts with the general manager. So, that, the, so actually what they do have, they have a general manager. What they have that's left is they have Jeannie, and then they have Rob. They don't have the president, which is where Magic is gone, uh-huh. and then you don't have the coach. Nor do you have an assistant general manager. You know, So that team had the president, general manager, no assistant, coach. Okay, so let's fill this thing in. Okay, so first you got to get a... I mean, to, to be honest, the president is not as important. Um, that's that, you know, that's what I thought about Magic. Magic was really there for he was hey, a face, yeah. But you're you're the president. The you're legacy, not, you're right. not really that important in a sense for the everyday. You know, I think you know he took pressure off Palinka. You know? Well, did he get LeBron there? We don't know who got LeBron there. You know? um, that's what I'm saying. Was but, it, but that's was the problem. Magic? We all focused on magic when we should have been focusing on the general manager. You know, that's your job. This is your this is your job. Not so the magic said, like, hey, I'm cool to be around the team. We'll have this meeting. Remember, they had a meeting at LeBron's house. Mm-hmm. Done. Boom. Mitchell yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's magic what, got LeBron got from, there, right. but at the end of the day, that's not technically his job. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, then you need an assistant general manager, you know? And from those two, then you guys pick a, a coach. And then from there, you start filling out your roster. It's how you're supposed to do it. So who's or the right... Or which makes more sense. Sure, that's the, the logical sequence of events, right? Mm-hmm. You start from there. Now they need a coach. Who's the right coach to coach LeBron? Oh, okay, it's not who can coach LeBron. It's who can coach the team. Okay, that's fair. You know, because a lot of people do say that LeBron in, won't play for this guy. Because in, 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 in a sense, it's you're super. You're not really coaching your superstar. You know, you're, you're coaching the team. You're making everything fit. You know, so you're not necessarily like Kerr is not coaching Steph and you know KD. You know, they're 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 doing their own thing within within the offense. He's just making sure that Clay gets possessions, that, you know, Draymond is doing the right thing. You're just managing, you know, those players. So, you know, when you think about coaches, not who can coach LeBron, it's who can who well, can mesh. The most with- important thing about that with LeBron is that LeBron has to buy in to your system and your philosophy because he'll get everybody else to buy in. I mean, a great coach has to understand, you know, before, you know, your Bobby Knights and all them, they made you fit into their system. Okay, which is great because you're picking the players you want for your system. Well, in the NBA, if you can't pull and pick every single player, 
as a coach, you have to adapt your system around these players for them to have success. You know, you can't just have, you know, the triangle. You can't have the triangle and then have non-triangle type of players and then try to force them to buy into your triangle. You have to pull and pick. Your star player, he's going to your, your star player is going to figure out how to score and have you ha, and and know how to manipulate uh, uh any system you put them in. That's what makes them elite. It's everybody else that has to follow. And, and it's also up to the GM and assistant GM to find the right player to flourish in this. So mm-hmm. like Iverson probably wouldn't have worked so great in the triangle. You never know. You never know. You never know. No, so you never know until you put him in there, and then he will figure out how to score into the system. Mm-hmm. But it's everyone else around the system that makes the system the system. Mm-hmm. So, so as far as a system that they need, you need a coach with the right system, you're saying? I mean, I mean, you know, Ty Lue coming back, you know, he's a player. He's a player's coach. So, you know, for the most part, he's going to mesh with all of the players. So, you know, he's not a bad fit. Um, Mark Jackson's not a bad fit. I think he's a little old school. We haven't seen him coach. No, he's, I mean, he had Steph, you know, you run up and down. You remember he played the game. So he's right. not, he's not one of these coaches who wasn't, you got to remember Mark Jackson, Tyrone Lou. one, one is a star. One played at a high level, you know, so he understands what it takes. He understands the mindset of these type of players. So he will mesh better than someone like Tyrone Lue. You know, Tyrone Lue, you, no offense, he was a backup. Backup, backup, has success because he slowed down Iverson. But championship teams, he yeah, he understands because he sees what Kobe like is. That, he that's sees, the value. He like has. that's what I'm saying. But these guys, you see, mm-hmm. you know, you know, it's you know the Doc Rivers. You know, there's a reason these guys are player coaches. You know, your Steve Kerr's. They've played around greatness. They've seen what greatness does. They know how to manage, you know, egos. You know, so the, like pop. Didn't play, I'm not championship player, or whatever, but he, but he, you he can knows see, but you know, because of the system he brought in and he picks his players, handpicks them. So he doesn't get some gray area player that's going to come in and change what he's been doing. He picks players because he's the general manager, also. So, you know, so he gets to pick each and every personality that comes to his team, which is hard. And also, that general manager has to get along with the coach. That, that, well, if he's the junior manager and a coach, he don't have to worry about getting along with himself. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, that's yeah. what I said. So it's different from Pop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's – if you're the GM and coach, that's like the perfect scenario, but you can't always get that because that's a lot to put on a coach, their plate, to where you have to evaluate talent, you have to worry about salary. Yeah, but, I mean, you have the assistant GM do that. But that's the, the problem that, you know, the mindset of the junior manager picking the food that you have to cook as the chef. You know, that's – where the beef comes in from, because but I think in the like Spurs, another great example. It's R.C. Buford and Pop. But Pop is the general manager and the coach, so he doesn't have a head. The president means nothing to Pop. So at least at least we can collaborate that on that. What do you mean? Right. So it's not on one guy to make all the decisions, and if you choose the wrong guy, and the whole franchise says we don't want that guy. But you got to remember, it's like it's the pre- like there's a, the president is the president of basketball mm-hmm. operations. He necessarily don't have nothing to do with basketball itself. But don't you think that you need a bit of a so if a you check, say hey I want in, in place so in case this this GM is completely out of left field and we got to like wait wait this but that's what I said if you look, look at, at the presidents they necessarily don't have any basketball background for the most part not all of them you know so 
they're just op, they're just making sure you stay on budget. You're doing. They're the paper guy. Mm-hmm. You know, th- those that's that guy. You're the paper guy, making sure everything fits. The general manager and assistant general manager is the ones who's supposed to point out talent. Then you have your scouters. Scouts, yeah. You know, so when it comes to pop, he's a general manager. He has his assistant manager, and then he has the scouting. So now that whole little group is picking the players that Pop is going to coach. So for That's the, just a damn hard job. So I when you think about everyone else, this group is picking the players you're going to coach. And you're like, wait, I don't I – don't, he's not actually good. Like, why did you pick? And that's what ends up happening. So when someone has to be let go, these guys are like, well, we're going to go to the coach first. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to fire myself for all the bad pieces I gave the coach. I'm going to fire the coach. I guess now. that's also job security for a coach – because if if you're losing, they're not going to just say, all right, we'll get rid of the coach. We'll keep you as GM. They wouldn't do that. You're, that's two jobs in one. You're out. Yeah. Like, so like I'd Pat, rather stay as a coach. Like Pat Riley. Like, he's the general manager. He sees a team that looks amazing that year. He's like, oh, this is my time to win a championship. Hey, hey, you're gone. I come down. He, he didn't do that to Spo. No, he didn't do it to you Spo. He did it to he Van Gundy. Yeah, but you would have thought he would have. Like everyone was waiting for. Remember that? Yeah, at the time? but he did the Van Gundy came yeah. down. They won, right? They mm-hmm. won. Yeah, they won. He came down. They won, and then he went back up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he went back up, and then when LeBron and them came, he he just stayed up. He didn't come back down, but which it, you man, thought he was going to do. Like they were struggling, and they were so close, and like at one point, like remember LeBron bumped into Spo, and it was like yeah, it was the, it was when they they was going they were eight for eight. It was like the first sixteen pains, games. Right. It was the first sixteen games, and then they went on a twenty three game winning streak. And then from there, you know, they, they, they went up against a, an amazing Dallas team. I mean, that Dallas team was just – it was balanced. Yeah, it was, it, was, time, it was It was their time. It was their – you know, so and then the following year, you know, they, they started off on fire. So Pat Riley didn't have to come down. You know, it's like, okay, let me just see what happens. Uh, I mean, you know, yeah. remember that, 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 that first championship was a – it was a half a season. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Pat wasn't going to come down for that. If they would have lost that, I'm pretty sure Pat mm-hmm. was coming down for the next season. You know, but that's what the gym manager gets to do. Uh-huh. Pick yeah. your spots. You know, and so, that's the thing about him. He is a G, and he knew that if he doesn't use his voice all the time, they'll never drown him out. So I'm going to pick my spots and mm-hmm. come in, and when I say something, Yeah, but it's, it's just bullshit, though. You know, it's, it's, it's kind of... It worked? Yeah. I mean, it worked against Stan, but, you so, know, it's... You know, uh, I think... Everyone talks about those three guys as, as the leading candidates, right? It's uh, Ty Lue, um, Mark Jackson, Monty mm-hmm. Williams, because he has history with LeBron team in USA. What about the idea of taking a coach from another team? What? Like, like Stotts out of Portland. What? Uh, okay. Because I, I don't see that there's what a lot of good a, candidates what, out there. What makes a great coach? Has always been my question. I feel like you should tell me what you like, think a great coach it's is. It's like, what makes this coach great? Like, Brad Stevens was the coach of the year. Oh, my God, look what he's done with less talent. Now he has talent. Look what he's done with that talent. Is he not a great coach anymore? Because when you gave him actual great talent, he couldn't make it all work. Like, what? what – what makes a great coach versus a bad coach? Like, we've seen great coaches, like, lose one year, and then they get they get traded. I mean, they get uh, fired. Mm-hmm. Like D'Antoni. Dan, I mean, yeah. 
He's a great regular season coach, yeah. That, I was yeah gonna say, you know, that, when it comes to coaches... That, you you know, need a coach that can handle the long haul. What I would give credit for when it comes to Dan Tony is this. If you're a superstar or if you're on the verge of being a superstar, that's the guy you want to play for because he would make you godlike. You know, when you say, all right, I got to play for any coach as an individual player, who's going to maximize my talent? I'm going with... D'Antoni. I mean, so far he has, what, three MVPs under his belt? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So I want to, as a scorer, I want to play under him because I know he's going to maximize my talent. Is that a great coach? Or is a great coach wins? Like, you know, you're winning every year because now we have to look at your team every year. I think for fans, media, basketball. They go off of wins. Yeah, it is. For players, it comes down to what the coach can do for you, right? It, should, shouldn't, shouldn't a coach be judged by his players getting better? Yeah. It should be your players are getting better. Like when you first got them, because if that's the case, why would you want to be a coach on any team f from 9 to 16? Like why would, I wanna, why would I want that job? The talent is not there. I go there. No matter how many wins I gain, at some point, because of the talent, it's going to be a losing season, and then I'm fired. So what is, the point of, what is the point of actually trying to coach anything below that? I think it's also timing. Some guys get a project, so they're hungry to prove themselves. Like, I can, you give me nothing, but you, but, but, I'll make But that's what I said. Right? Any, any coach will want the job. I'm, I'm a head coach, but at the end of the day, you have no longevity because the guy upstairs – is going to fire you off of your resume. And no one's going to hire you off of that resume. <laughs> I feel like guys get jobs even though they don't really deserve it. Like, they, they didn't exactly win here. It's a boys club. You know, it's, well, look, you know, a good example is D'Antoni. The way it ended for him in New York, it was kind of like people just cast him off. And then Houston gave him a shot again. Mm -hmm. they're, they're winning. They haven't won a championship yet. He's got, you know, he's got that hanging over him. That's, that's what I said. It's like, what makes you... like? At the end of the day, we judge you by wins, really. That's what I said. You're judged by wins. So all the great coaches are the winners? Like, I look at, like, what, what did you turn into something? You know, what did you, you know, what did you do? Like, Dan Tony, when he came to Phoenix, he got Nash, turned Nash. A guy who was supposed to have been over the hill... They didn't want to pay him his, his $55 million. That's it. They didn't want to pay him $55 million. He comes to Dan Tony, MVP, MVP. Oh, I, I got to look at that as a coach. Like, what did you do here? Like, what, how did you what, – what did you do to make this guy believe? That's how I look at it. T Thibodeau, I don't give a fuck what his record says. You had Derrick Rose. He became that. He fell off. You got him back. He flourished again. You're a good coach. And other guys, Jimmy, too. I mean, did he ride him too hard is the question about. Uh, that's why I said it's, old you know, it, without digging under the hood, you know, you can just see the players that's succeeding under coaches. You know, I think to answer your question, because we got to get back to the Lakers problem, is a coach has to know basketball. So you have confidence in him. He's going to put you in the right positions to, to flourish, call the right plays. Some guys don't always call their plays, you know. But um, 
It's that they have to know basketball. They have to be a player's coach. I feel like every player always says that, right? Mm -hmm. like, he's a player's coach. And they have to be cool. That you know that this guy, we go into battle, he's not going to lose his shit. He's going to be okay. And look at Pop. Like in a press conference on the sideline and timeouts, he's going to deliver the right message. I'm thinking of guys like Chuck Bailey, Phil Jackson, guys that won, Pat Riley. Mm -hmm. So all those guys were able to handle the, the pressure and the spotlight. They what, could have... Be honest, what pressure do you really have as a coach? Got to win. I mean, yeah, but what what are you really doing? Let's let's let, let's really think about it. You got to make sure you call right timeouts, sub in the right players, call decent plays out of out of the timeout in dead ball situations. The rest of the game is the players. The rest, <laughs> okay. like the rest of the game is giving this guy the right amount of time versus this and managing the clock. So what we saw with with Denver the other night with Murray, right? Not having a good – you as a coach, you have to trust that he's going to get back on. He's one of your best players. Mm -hmm. He's off for the night. Or even like Lowry in Toronto. Mm -hmm. The coaches have to know personnel. Like you might say, oh, he's out. You know, like – Yeah, you got to – that's what I'm saying. But that's, that that's that all – but those are the, the little decisions you're making here and there. Like, like Kerr's decision to be up 31 and take a starting five out. And then the other team comes back. Whose fault is that? No one's. There's no one's fault on that one. Like, if they're up 30 and you push it up to 50, oh, he's a dickhead for that. Or somebody gets hurt. Like, yeah, you, you're like a dickhead coach it, yeah. for doing that. Right. And then if you put him on the bench like you're supposed to and the other team still is playing hard and they come back and win and then you put your guys in the last three minutes and they're not ready because they've been sitting for 10 minutes and you lose, they look at you like you did something wrong. Well, it's the pressure of being a coach. <laughs> but that's what I said. It's, it's just like little things like that. It, that's why I say, hey, I'm going to beat you by 50. I don't give a fuck what you talk about. Mm -hmm. You know, that's my, that's my motto. Because at the end of the day, you bring in the subs, they still got the starters in. Obviously, the starters are going to be better than the subs. So there's going to be a little comeback. Now you got to bring these guys off who's been icing for 15 minutes. What did Thanos say? Yeah, you know. What did Thanos say? Mm -hmm. Go for the head. Go for the head. <laughs> so if you have to pick a coach, you know, it's – Tyrone Lou, Mark Jackson. I'm fine with any of those. But, you know, it's deeper than it. It's player personnel. It's who. I would say it's the coaches they bring with them, too. Huh? The player, the coaches they I bring. Don't, again, your coaching staff means something, but it really doesn't mean anything. Like, I, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, your coaching staff really means nothing to me. Like, unless. Like, are your coaching staff making sure these guys getting good shots before the game? You're, are they lifting in the weight room? Are they getting enough rest? I mean, unless your coaching staff is, you know, sitting there and, you know, doing that, do you have a great, you know, um, players coach? Like, he's making sure the young guys get to the gym, the young guys are getting better. I mean, that's what really actually matters when it comes to the coaching staff. Like, someone's working with these guys individually, getting them better during the season. Because you got to remember, in the summer, you're, never gonna, you're not going to see them. So if you're not getting them better during the season, you have to hope that they worked out this summer. If not, what you got is what you got. You know, so that guy is very important. Um, from there, it's making sure you have – the right talent on the court at all times. I was going to say, it comes down to roster. Roster. So that's what we got to look at. Before we get into that, we've got to talk about, we have something cooking up for the No Chill Podcast. 
Like you hibachi ready? cooking or just regular cooking? I mean, if it's if it's cooking on the No Show podcast, it's hibachi cooking. Okay, you're right. You're right. I'm not even going to lie. We do big things. <laughs> we aim high. So we have an exclusive a, agreement with our friends at Wix. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what we know about Wix is uh, they build custom websites. Mm-hmm. They make it look cool. They make it look clean, and they work with you. They give you freedom. So look out for the No Chill Podcast website coming soon. Wix is building us a custom, beautiful page to keep all of our episode show details and maybe, maybe even a way for fans to contact us. Not, not sliding in the DMs. Oh, sliding in They get to ask us questions. Yeah. Oh, and I get the answer. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Ask us anything. Ask us anything. <laughs> That's scary. Careful with that, yeah. <laughs> so when you need to have a website, it's important to build one that you like that works for you. And you, where do you do that? With Wix. Mm-hmm. They give you a variety of options and created with the characteristics that you're looking for. It's professional and robust. There's a professional solution for every need with features like Wix video, Wix stores, Wix booking, and also the Wix blog. Wix just launched Wix Turbo, which means all sites made with Wix now load faster than ever. Wix takes care of all the heavy lifting like reliable hosting to keep your website safe and secure custom domains and mailboxes, email marketing, and more. I'm falling out of my seat. I'm so excited about (laughs) Wix. Uh, Wix also, they give you total creative freedom. So with Wix, you can truly design anything you want, making each website personal, unique, and an original masterpiece. Hmm. So we're saying the no-chill website. It's going to be nice. It's going to be our masterpiece. Uh, The platform enables you to create whatever you want yourself, whether you're a novice, a business owner, an advanced designer, or a professional website builder. It's easy to use. It's clean. It's a professional look every time, and you get great results exactly how you like them. So to get started today, go to Wix.com. Wix.com, baby. Also, we got to talk about our friends at Robinhood. Robinhood is an investing app that lets you buy and sell stocks, ETFs, options, cryptos, all commission-free. Other brokerages charge you up to $10 for every trade. Robinhood does not charge any commission fee, so you can trade stocks and keep all of your profits. Plus, there's no account minimum needed to deposit to get started. You can start investing at any level. The simple, intuitive design of Robinhood makes investing easy for newcomers and experts alike. View easy-to-understand charts and market data and a place to trade in just four taps on your smartphone. You can also view stock collections, such as 100 Most Popular. With Robinhood, you can learn how to invest in the market as you build your portfolio, discover new stocks, track your favorite companies, and get custom notifications for the price movements so you never miss the right moment to invest. Robinhood, for our listeners, Robinhood is giving listeners of No Chill Podcast a free stock like Apple, Ford, or Sprint to help you build your portfolio. All you got to do, sign up at nochill.robinhood.com. Mm-hmm. nochill.robinhood.com you got a free stock out there <laughs> go get it <laughs> go get it go get it be hungry <laughs> make that money so uh, speaking of going and getting it uh-huh. alright we gotta put a roster together for the, the Lakers so first thing you know we're gonna look at is who stays there's one guy the top dog of course but, but, yeah, yeah you know have you seen those like wild those wild rumors, like, oh, do you trade LeBron? Who do you trade LeBron for? Are they better off without him? I, I love when people say that. Are they better off? Yeah, yeah they are. <laughs> At last place. Yeah, they're better off in last place. Um, of course, LeBron. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I mean, with this team, it gets it gets kind of. It it gets kind of weird because because I know it's hard to get free agents because the way it's designed, it's designed for free agents to stay home. So it's going to be hard for them to pull free agents like you would think. So that means, you know, with LeBron, okay, Brandon Ingram would be my second keep. Um. If I can get back JaVale, I get back JaVale. Cal Kuzma. Um, Josh Hart. Mm. If I can find a better KCP, you know, I'll let him float out there to see what because I already know what I'm gonna get from him, so I'll I'll see what I can get. And then the same thing with the the, the kid that came up, Alex. Caruso. Yeah. Um I like his aggressiveness. Um, you know, when you when you think about Zoe and you think about I mean, if you think about Zoe, it's he lacks too many things that I'm gonna need on the court. I mean, you lack aggressiveness, a consistent shot. Yeah, you're you're great at defense, but it doesn't make up for it anywhere else. Um, looking the ball up, passing the ball up, I, I okay, but at the end of the day, the the ball's going to be in LeBron's hand. So I need you more of a scorer than an actual facilitator. So for a guy who can't get to the free throw line, um, who can't consistently shoot that outside shot and not aggressive, I'm going to try to find a way to let him go. Um, and with that, you know, do I have to package him with Cal Kuzma or Brennan Ingram? You know, it's it's one of those things where, but as of right now, you know, Lonzo has to be on the team because he's under contract. Um, but I will be trying to replace him with someone like Josh Hart. Like, I just need a score with this team. I don't need someone trying to do what LeBron's already doing. Um, if you look at how LeBron's had success, that sh- that point guard is easily a straight defensive player and can hit open shots, or he's a score. You know, like Mo Williams, uh, Booby Gibson, or you know, Kyrie, or Kyrie. You know, those guys are just flat out scores. So, um, so you're sa- how about this scenario? You upgrade that point guard and you move Lonzo to backup. Yeah, I, I, I mean, that would be the sense. But I'd rather have Josh Hart coming off as backup or Alex because they're both aggressive scorers. Hmm. Um, I don't need someone just sitting there trying to, depending on what my team is. But right now, he's on the team. How about Rondo? I mean, Rondo is one of those guys that because of his talent, I'm forced to start him. You know, um, unless I bring in a Kyrie, I'm forced to start him. And, you know, it's him and LeBron are basically doing the same job. So um, I'm on the fence with Rondo. You know, it's it's one of those things that I'm on the fence with Rondo because I know if Rondo's on a team, he's my starting point guard. So I'm trying to find someone who can score Mm -hmm. before I bring Rondo back. Would you keep Rondo over Lonzo? Yeah. For the... Fact of just the, the fact that 
Rondo's more aggressive, so I know Rondo's going to touch the paint. You got to remember, if the ball is touching the paint, someone has to stop it. Because if Rondo's in a paint, he's going to hit that layup. I mean, so because of Rondo always touches the paint, that means the defense is always collapsing. That's why he averaged so many assists. Um, you know, that's what I said. I'm not sold on my guard play. You know, I'm not, you know, I'm not really sold on my guard play. My two, Brandon, um, you got Ingram, Cal, LeBron, JaVale, Josh. I'm, I can, I'm fine with that. Now in free agency. You got a hell of a lot of free agent options. Free, free agency, it's a lot. But it's not realistic. Right. Scenarios don't always mean it's not, you know, not realistic. You know, I'm going to put pressure on trying to get KD. Um, The chances of me getting KD, I don't know. Um, You have, you got to remember, I can offer him the max, but Golden State's max is way more than I can uh, can afford. Um, That that I can actually give him. It's, you know, it's like 120 versus 235. It's a really big difference. You know, it's it's a real big difference. That was one eighty versus yeah two two. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's yeah, a big. It's, like 40, it's a big yeah, difference. Yeah, forty million, big difference. Um, San Francisco, you know, tech money versus L.A. There's, I mean, it's there's really no. It's been there for three years already. I know. That's why I said it's you really. Knows LA, I don't have no. But. L.A. doesn't have an advantage over San Francisco at this point, um, unless he wants to be a movie star. You know, but, you know, tech money and Hollywood money, ah. <laughs> I feel like KD scenario, it's really up to him. I don't think you need He's to in a point him. where he he's where like he LeBron, where he's just want to go where he's going to be happy. The money doesn't matter. You know, so you have that swinging for you in L.A. So your first option is to go after KD. Um, now, with this roster, you have to be careful. Um, next best play to me, is a shooting guard. Um, you're going after Clay, which is probably less than likely. Probably not going to get him. Um, you're going to have to give him way max money. You know, you're going to have to same, over. Same problem as KD. Yeah, you're, no, with KD is max. Clay is not a max player. So if you want him, you're going to have to max him out. Like it, and it's gonna have to be like 180 versus Golden State offering him a hundred. It's gonna be such a big difference, but you know, Golden State has two problems too. Same two players, mm-hmm. Katie and Clay. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, I know what I get from Kyrie. Um, He's not going to be my second or third choice at this point. You know, I can live without, you know, bringing Kyrie back. You know, so. Well, you know, we know what we get with Kyrie we, and we, we know what we get, which is special. Mm-hmm. Um, I get a finisher. I get a fourth quarter guy. Um, he meshes with this group. Um, Clay gives you more outside shooting. Gives you defense bigger. Um, not a go-to guy at the end. Um Kawhi, I don't know how he goes with Brandon Ingram and Cal and LeBron. Yeah, all unless of a you're going to make a trade. You're unless you're going to make a trade for him um, and get rid of pieces. 
Jimmy, I'll br- try to bring in Jimmy Butler um, at the two. You're not going to get Kimba. Now, you're not going to get Kimba? No. Why? You're not going to. Uh, because you're going to have to overpay so much for Kimba that you might as well just go after Kyrie. Because you're going to have to pay Kimba just as much as you're going to have to pay Kevin Durant. I feel like Kimba is more stable and consistent than Kyrie. But if you so if you in a sense of of Charlotte, he's more consistent. But I don't need his consistency into the last three minutes. But he does exactly what you've always wanted Kyrie to do. He kills and takes over. Yes, but Kyrie's last three minutes is consistent. And Kemba, that's Kemba where, can do that. but that's where you need him. You need his. You need Kyrie's consistency. So you have the same player, but would you want to pay Kimba one eighty? Is that you know if you're going to pay one eighty, and you're forced to pay one eighty. Uh, two years older than Kyrie. No, but if I have to pay one eighty, I'm going to give it to KD or Jimmy Butler. Like I. Mm-hmm. You know, like yeah, I would too for that. But that's what I'm saying. With but if Kimba, we get, you get like the, you said, all these are scenarios. I feel saying, like Kemba is the most available out of all these guys. But he's gonna cost the same, and that's the problem. It's like it's like it, and the problem it was going with. Your talent says you're max, but your name doesn't. It doesn't like you like like I don't want to pay you 180 million. Like I I just don't like. I know you're averaging 28, 27, you're doing, but I don't personally want to pay you that much because you don't bring 180 with you. You know, so it's like if I'm going to pay the 180, I'm going to give it to KD and I will be forced to give it to Jimmy Butler because I know what he brings. Um, When it comes to there, I think Lakers' biggest gain, if I'm them, are, are bringing in players that's not going to be on a radar. You know, Tobias Harris, I'm going to try to grab him, you know, with him and LeBron, that would be that, that that those are the type of players but LeBron. But I think for Tobias, he's going to want a max deal, which is why Not a clip, ma- you well, don't have Clippers to give him a him max. Go, and they knew that for that reason. We don't want to pay him. What he's you can want give him summer. you can you can pull off and give him 120 140 mm. um yeah GM Arenas is a It all depends because I don't have to pay Brendan. I don't have to pay Ingram this summer. Like I I, I should, but I I can see if I can give that money to someone else and then worry about him the following summer. So, you know, I have Harris. Middleton is going to be free. Um, Those are, you know, shooting, you know, guys who can, you know, spread that floor. He's Um, He's on a player option. So um, I mean, depending I'm pretty on sure. They... Th- I'm pretty sure he's going to opt out because mm-hmm. your team's success has been very good. So you're going to probably opt out. You know, um, Cousins was a a big go for me before. Um, I figured he would be a Laker because Golden State can't pay him. Um, he's going to be a big free agent and coming to Hollywood to be good for him. But with the quad injury, I don't know how that factors in now. Mm. You think somebody will pay him? Give him a long-term deal? No, but it's still risky. Right, so what Golden State did was brilliant because they said, okay, we'll 
paid five million. Isn't that what? No, 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 no. We're not going to give credit for Golden State. I am. I just did. No, 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 no. Stubbornness is how Golden State got him. He had offers way bigger than Golden State, Mm -hmm. and he said, "Fuck all 'all. Mm y'all. I'm going to go here." Golden State is just fortunate that they got him because you know he's he was ready to prove everyone wrong. Mm -hmm. That's how they got him. You know, you, you can't say Golden State was smart on that one. Anybody, he could have went anywhere. He chose to take $5 million. Right, but to go to, to go to Golden State for one season, play half the season, run for a championship, and then go for a max deal, that made sense. And for this scenario, yeah, yeah, that, that's, what I'm saying. State, that's it was, perfect. That made, that's what I'm to, saying. You can't credit Golden State for that. That's, huh. they, they recognize that. They didn't recognize it. They're like, oh, okay, you want to come here? We'll take you <laughs> fucking $5 million. Okay. You know, who, who wouldn't have done that? But I, I, I guess who would have given him a max deal? Not a max deal, but you know, a max deal is $40 million. They were He was offered $20 million a year. He's the one who said, fuck it. That's what I'm saying. It's like, he wanted a max deal. So, you know, like Lakers getting him for five, that wouldn't happen. You know, Boston getting him for five, that wouldn't happen. You know, he decided. I think I'm gonna... they, I, knowing that, go, that's why I said Golden State was brilliant because I don't think Boston or the Lakers thought of it that way. No, because it wasn't on the table. Like, that's like a wild counteroffer. Like, what if I say you can buy my twenty million dollar mansion, and you're thinking, all right, how do I do? I want to do that? Do I want to live here for that long? Or I say, oh, you can just live in it for a million a year. No, no, year. no. But you got to remember, I'm worth no, I'm worth forty million. You guys don't want to give it to me. The next offer is twenty million. You know what? All right, I know what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna I'm gonna go to state. What do y'all have to give me? Uh, we only got five million. I'm taking it. I'm gonna come there. You're like, wait, what? You're gonna? Okay, we'll take it. That so twenty million for everybody else wasn't offered. Ah, but what if they they didn't see it that way? Who didn't? Golden State. Who was it gonna take Cousins for five million? If anybody knew Cousins was available for five million, they would have just gave him the twenty million. Like, <laughs> <laughs> we'll take a hundred of your five millions, you know. Of course, but he was that wasn't that wasn't available for anybody else but Golden State. Mm-hmm. So, for for anyone else, it's it's just numbers game, you know. It's it's just Golden State feel. I mean, it's just Lakers filling in the rosters with. Players like Danny, Danny Green. Can you squeeze DeAndre Jordan out? Javel or DeAndre Jordan? You know, what, what's the difference? One's defensive player. JaVale's more agile. Um, I'll go it with the, the money. As, as a center, I'll go with the cheaper one, save money. Mm-hmm. You know, I wouldn't bring DeAndre Jordan in if you're getting JaVale for pennies on a dollar. Um, you know, Jordan's never – he's not going to give you anything JaVale is not giving you. I mean, better defense, probably a better body down there. But when it comes on an offensive end, JaVale will score a lot more because for some reason his goofy ass is always in position. <laughs> um, and then now you're looking at players so like – So we give him some credit. Yeah. yeah. Now you're looking at players like Trevor Reza, Jeremy Lamb. Um J.J. Redick, you know, those are the guys that changes your roster without you spending a lot of money. Um, I'll go after Jeremy Lamb really hard. Um, He's underrated. I mean, he can, Mm -hmm. you know. So underrated. With a guy like LeBron, he can plateau. I mean, he can really, you know, go up there. Danny Green to be solid. J.J. Redick, we know what to bring. I wouldn't be surprised if they don't go after – 
um, Cal Corbett again. Really? All I need, as LeBron, all you need is these guys to hit shots. Well, okay, so I guess the reason I, I react like that is because do you want to put older guys, like what they did with Lance and Rondo and JaVale and Tyson Chandler, was all these guys like you know what you have, but there's not a... You, non-shooter, you want the young non-shooter, guys non-shooter, mm-hmm. non-shooter. So if you're a guy who relies on athleticism, your greatness comes from moving throughout the game unguarded you know so the more you can spread the floor like go to state the reason these guys are good is because they're around each other i can't double you because you have him can't double him because he has him so now we got to play you guys all one-on-one and you guys are going to kill us all one-on-one so with lebron and ingram too you have to make sure there's guys out there that would make anybody pay if you try to double them they didn't have that last year. You know, that's where the struggles were. When you have Rondo on the floor that we're going to sit in the lane, force you. When we have Zoe, we'll, you can take that step back three-point going left. All right, I'm, 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 I'm not <laughs> – that doesn't bother me. Because there's nobody you, we really fear we don't, on the yeah, perimeter. Yeah, we don't, we don't fear anybody on the perimeter, so we're just going to sit on the lane and make everything difficult for you. Um, you know, they, they need another star. And I think that's what it is with LeBron. If he can, if Re- he can recognize if, what you have there. I mean, he's 34 years old, going into his what 18th season. Mm-hmm. Going to be 35. Hell of an athlete. Still, still has it mm-hmm. athletically, but it's it's on the downside of that. So the Lakers also, it's in their best interest to build and get younger guys like a KD or uh, Jim. Jimmy, I guess, is like on that fringe, but somebody younger, maybe. Uh, well, Kawhi would actually kind of be perfect. But that you know he can you can give him a max deal and he'll be there for five. But years. you know what with, with, with Kawhi, you kind of run into a problem because you know you have 21, 21 year old Brandon Ingram. Yeah, he's not a star yet, but he's only twenty one. So do you think you have LeBron for four more years and by the time he's done, Ingram's elevated to take over what he left? Uh no. You know, it, Brandon is going to be a great wingman. Um, I just don't think his – he's too light in the ass. But he's only 21, so, I mean, that's why I say it's – that's why when I said second, I, I said him. It's like I can't give up on someone who's only 21 years old. I mean, you, tw- you know an alpha when you see one. That's what you're saying. I, he's 21. You know, if you look at his numbers, he's fine. You know, 16 last year, what he did, 18 this year. Next year, he should be on the verge of making an all-star game at the age of 22, which will make him probably the youngest Laker ever in front of Magic and Russell. Laker ever for what? Pick, a Laker pick. Uh (laughs) Kobe was a Laker pick. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, like, you know, so that's why I said the the grab Kawhi Leonard, you're going to have to probably give up. Kuz and Ingram. Well, you'd have to move them. You're going to have to. Same with KD. No. You'd have KD, LeBron, and Ingram together? I'm fine with that. I mean, I am too, but. You know, two, three, four, five. I mean, you got the two, the three. You you got, you can go, you can go Ingram or KD at the two, three. LeBron at the four or three. KD at the. You know, then Kuz comes off the bench. Now you have a long, interchangeable team. 
And I think back to LeBron's age, that it, you, you should not rely on him to play the minutes, the load that he had. And that was another reason to have Rondo. So mm-hmm. Because if we take LeBron out, you have a facilitator that comes in. It's on the point guard side of it rather than what yeah, LeBron yeah. is I'm, at a four. I'm getting rid of a 6'10 guy to bring in a 6'1 guy. That mean that's smart. <laughs> but, but personnel-wise, you would still have Kuzma, KD, Ingram. Yeah, so listen, it, it all depends on what I get in free agency to let me know what I'm going to do at Rondo. You know, it's it's like it's it's complicated, but it's not. <laughs> you just got to figure out the pieces you meant, what goes well with each other, you know. So, you know, if you bring in KD, you know, who else can you grab? And that would be like a Jeremy Lamb or or Danny Green. You know, now you don't have to go after Cousins. You don't have to go after Tobias Harris. Um, if you get Kyrie back, then you get – you try to get Middleton and Jeremy – like Jeremy Lamb, I, I, I they should be going after. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess people three. just don't know everything that he can do because he's in Charlotte. Mm-hmm. But really, he has it all. Yeah, I know. That's why I said he's under the. He's so under the radar that that's a guy you just try to. Oh, let me go ahead and steal that from you real mm-hmm. quick. You know, kind of like what Houston did with James Harden. <laughs> let yeah. me go ahead and take that from you. You know, let me go. <laughs> you know, you don't see the you don't see the value in him yet. Um. You know, there's you know, it's just it's just shooters. It's just. Put some you you have you have the athletes you have you know you have athletes and horses you just don't have shooters you know you know you know Lance you know Tyson you know it's that that first year you're just trying to fill the roster for the most part um, and, and we were hoping for some magic magic out of that roster no you wasn't you were just trying to fill a roster <laughs> to be honest you, you were just trying to fill a roster I'll say I mean they had a little run before LeBron got hurt. They were in the fourth place. They, they, they had a run. They were looking okay. They, they had a run until everyone got hurt. Um, but it's still, you know, it's one of those things where you were trying to, f- to figure out what went well with what. You know, when Josh when Josh was starting, they was looking good. Mm-hmm. Because LeBron is the point. Everyone else just scored now. Um, if you can't bring in KD, Kyrie, nor Jimmy, nor Kawhi, <laughs> um, you're not gonna get Kimba. You know, now from there, you just trying to figure out who has the it. Well, if you don't get them, you don't have. If them. you don't get them, you, you can bring in Jeremy Lamb. Um, go for Middleton. Mm. See if Cousins wants to come. You know, but then you got to pray that he's healthy or not. Keep him healthy. Tobias Harris, no, that's that's the one. Yeah, but it it all depends on how it much. Seems, of those names you just listed off, is like, I feel like these guys have other reasons for playing somewhere else besides L.A. or even the Lakers. Tobias seems like he would. Yeah, if uh, he doesn't uh, want to stay in Philly, he would be the guy I would go after. But Speaking yeah, of that's what I said, but it's going to cost you. It's going to cost you money for him. That's the problem. Mm-hmm. But overall, what this comes down to, I think, is the blend of young players, experienced players, star players. In a perfect world, that's what you have. Also, athletes, skill shooters. Yeah, you, you, blending you, all you, that together. Like I can see why 
Magic was trying to throw everything for Anthony Davis. Because with Anthony Davis and LeBron, and then you would have still had JaVale, you really can put anybody on a team now, you know, to mesh with them. You know, and then, you know, it, you you have two dominant stars. From there, you just roster feel just smart. You know, don't, you know, that's when you just bring, you can bring in Trevor Reza, Jeremy Lamb, J.J. Redick, Danny Green, and actually have really good success. Because now you got spot-up shooters that you cannot actually leave because they would just kill you. And also, Davis is that perfect age we were talking about. To, he'll be yeah, there for a while. Yeah, I mean, you know what Magic was trying really to do. He really is the guy. That's that, what, what Magic was trying to do wasn't, wasn't bad. It was, he was. didn't have enough to give. He wanted to be He was there trying. Too. I mean, you, I mean, at one point, you threw the whole fucking team <laughs> under that, that sink. And, you know, Pelicans were just like, eh. Yeah, I guess we never really heard, was there another team involved? I don't know why they couldn't get a three-way deal in there. I just don't think Pelicans wanted to trade him to the Lakers. You know, it's just, it's just a fuck you. Believe that. Yeah. You know, and, and, and that's what happens, you know. You know, general managers say, you know what? Uh, no, fuck you guys over there. Uh, I'd rather trade him somewhere else. Anywhere but you. Yeah, but at the end of the day, that that gets you fired, <laughs> you know, at some point because you trade them to something, got back nothing, and then the fans is like, ah, we should have took that Laker deal. It was a little bit yeah, better. GM got fired anyway. Yeah. Bill Dems. I'll tell you what. It's a hard he might have got fired for not pulling the trigger. Who, who, who knows? Mm -hmm. You know, but it's, it's one of those things where, you know, Anthony Davis, I mean, you're talking about the future. Anthony Davis, how old is Kawhi? 27, 28. You know, it's, you know, building around Kawhi is, is harder. You know, trying to, you know, it's, it's one of those things is he's dominant, but he's not dominant. Looks pretty damn dominant. This doesn't say he's dominant, but he's not. He's, he's, he is dominant, but to build my team around, I'm not dominant. You know, you want to build around, you know, your Anthony Davis, your your um, Embiid's. You know, those are the your. So Anthony Davis, twenty six, Kawhi, twenty seven, um, and I think Kawhi yeah. is like you need a one A one B, like Paul George and Westbrook. Yes. I'm not mad at Magic at twenty six years old, and you're trying to throw your whole sink at him. You you had to, because you know at the end of the day, teams get better through trades, not necessarily free agency, drafting, and trading. Unless you get lucky and a star player wants to leave his team, but is the way the system is designed is designed for the player not to leave. So unless you get a guy like, you know, KD, who's like, you know, I done did everything under the sun. All I need now is a championship and MVP of champ, you know, finals MVP. And the only place I can get that now is, okay, go to say, let me go get that. Now you have that same player up for free agency. What is on his mind now? But reality says these players don't supposed to leave their home team. So telling Greek to come on because you're never going to win, eh, he's, not trying to, he's not trying to hear that right now. Not right now. No, that's what's happening someday. Right, right now, right that's now. not what he's trying to hear. You have Westbrook, you know, 
He's done average triple-double. He done did everything. Now he needs to win. Is his, is his arrogance going to say, nah, I'm not Are you that. putting hope out there right no, now? No, I mean. LA kid. But his, I don't think his personality says, I, he's the type of personality that says, I'm going to burn with the ship. Mm-hmm. I'm going to sink and die with the ship. I'm not going to leave. If we don't win a championship, we don't win a championship. But I tried here. That's his personality. Um, and really, Oklahoma, out of that trio with him, KD, and Harden, he's the one standing. He's still there. And then they brought in PG for him. Yeah. You know, uh, Clay. Even more reason to stay. You know, Clay is, Clay is the, the hardest one to read. Always. Um, because with Clay, it's you can tell it's just about basketball. Like I don't give a shit about all this other shit. Just, <laughs> we don't know what you give. A shit I, I, I just, I just, wanna, yeah, I just want to hoop. Just, yep. yeah, just give me the fucking. Katie too. You know. So when you look at him, it's like I'm pretty sure no matter how much money you throw at him, he's one of those guys that's like, eh, I just stay here. I'm good. You know. It's you know. So like you know. He does have the L.A. ties with his dad. Yeah, he has the L.A. ties that, with his dad. But he's him. the type of guy. This is where I've been. Mm-hmm. They haven't done anything wrong. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I, I mean, think that, that goes a long way. When you're, the franchise does right by you, why go anywhere? Yeah, and that's, and that's why. If unless I had to say unless one, you're Blake Griffin. If I had to say one player wouldn't leave, it's probably Clay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> probably Clay and Kimba is probably the only two players that actually wouldn't leave. I think Kimba, just for him... He'd been in Charlotte this whole time, and you're always fighting just to make the playoffs. It's like, man, I just want to go someplace where I'm in. In what? We're a contender. Contender for what? A championship. That's at least top four. Like Dame, Dame is good in Portland. At least they contend every year. He's not scraping just to get by. In reality, if you're not going to win a championship, what the fuck? Are you, I'm, I'm going to leave just to be top four now? Like, eh. Because top four can be easily that can easily drop to eight. No, I'm saying legit <laughs> top four, like if not one or two, worst case four, like Dame. What well, KD? He was just like, but but you got to I'm going one or none. Port, but Portland's team, they've been three to six for the last couple of years. Like they haven't got over the hump because they haven't added anybody to the hump. You know, um, if Alt River, if Alt River still still there, yeah, they probably have. But they still would be. They they would still be where they are. They have you know they haven't they don't have anything that gets them over that hump, unless they bring in a superstar. Mm-hmm. Like as I said, it's one superstar away from changing you from six to two, six to one, eight to one. You know it's. Tell you what, man, that GM job is tough. If I learned anything today, it's that the coach the coach thing. You got me on that. I agree. The, G, the GM the job is not, it's not, it's not, it's tough. It's tough because unless you get lucky, the players you go after are the Jeremy Lins, the Trevor, the Danny Greens, the JJ Reddicks, the Middletons. Those is what your team is built on. That's what, that's what changes your team for the better. Those pieces. And those, those guys. little pieces that that's connectable. Like, okay, we can, we can build off that. Now, if we get, if we get an Anthony Davis, whoo, thank you, thank you, Jesus. I keep my job for another six years. You know, uh, other than that, you're just you're just sitting there like building a team like Pop. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm picking the right draft pick. I'm picking the right free agent. Mm-hmm. They keep me in uh, 48, uh, 
55 area. Consistency. You know. Built for the long run. Huh? Built for the long run. No. That's what they are? No, they didn't build for the long That's run. Cons- they built for the, they built for the, the next three years. The next three years. A- next three years. Next three years. That's the long run. That's not the long run. That's the NBA's. short game. They're playing a short game very great. The Spurs. Yeah. They're playing it. Like, who's there for the long run right now? No, they're in that transition <laughs> now. But what they had before, Parker, Ginobili, Duncan, like those guys were there for their whole career. Yeah, but you wasn't for planning for on that stuff. for that. You, you, you had Tim. You got. You remember, you just have Tim. You're in San Antonio. Keep you there because you're but not going to bring guys in. what I'm saying is you have in. Tim. You, your draft pick at 28. Your 28th draft pick is Tony Parker. You're not thinking long-term at this point. Okay. You had Ginobili there. These guys are sh- – oh, okay. Okay. These are guys are – okay. I'm going to give him 50. I'm going to give him 45. There's no longevity there. These guys just kept getting better. And then from there, you're just bringing in all these little pieces that just added to what they were doing. But it wasn't lo- – that – your 20th pick wasn't long-term. <laughs> he, just happened, he just happened to be good and played great in this system. He was there for, what, 15 years? Yeah, he just happened mm-hmm. to play. How long has Patty Mills been there? Has he been, is he long-term? <laughs> no. Just, he's not going anywhere. But I'm saying he's, he's not going anywhere, he but he's, he's not long. He's mm-hmm. not considered long-term. So every three years, there's just boom, 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 boom. Okay, so Lakers right now, right now we got good news for you. You got you got options. You got someone to work. You with. You got options. I mean, you know, it's just, it for three it's, years. it's just we'll that you know your your player staff has to understand what talent is and what that talent. Like, just bringing pieces in, it's not always good. Those pieces got to fit and mesh with everyone else. What's the word? Chemistry. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Jeremy Lamb, everyone. You know who he is. Hmm. We know who he is. Yeah, yeah, he's good on, on 2K. <laughs> he's very good. On yeah, 2K. I mean, all-around players, yeah. rating up there. All right. Laker fans, you have hope. You don't have hope. That's <laughs> the, you fucking stop lying there. I don't know, I don't know who their assistant hey, general manager have, is. If you have LeBron, you always have hope. True. That's facts.